0: Listener-supported WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Ilya Merritts, in this week for Charlie Herman. Here's a riddle. What has two wheels, a battery-powered engine, causes controversy almost everywhere it goes, and makes venture capitalists rush to empty their wallets? If you guessed electric scooters you're on trend.
1: Electric scooters like this one seem to be taking over cities. They could be coming to a city near you because they're spreading like wildfire.
0: Ride share scooter companies are setting up shop in city after city, raising a ton of money. One of them, Bird Rides, may approach a reported $2 billion valuation. But as the idea gets bigger, so have scooter-related headaches, like for these officials in California. Misused and used on sidewalks and endangering pedestrians. We've actually had a number of incidents of accidents, collisions of riders with cars. Parking them in the middle of the street, on the sidewalk, in doorways, and it's just creating a real public nuisance. So what do these new scooters mean for pedestrians, for cities, for investors, the future of transportation? We will talk about all that now with two journalists covering these questions, Ariane Marshall is a transportation reporter at Wired. Tim Bradshaw covers technology and Silicon Valley for the Financial Times. Welcome to Money Talking. Hi there. Thanks for having us on. Ariane, can you give us the basics? How do these rideshare scooters work?
1: There are a number of scooter companies offering e-scooter share services. You amble up to one, you have to download the specific company's app on your cell phone. You use the QR code on the scooter. Um, You capture that image on your cell phone's camera, and that way you unlock the scooter. You proceed to ride it. Once you're done with your little ride on your scooter, you tell the app that you're done and it locks the scooter and you're supposed to place it somewhere that's out of the way that won't impede people with Uh, strollers or wheelchairs, but somewhere on the sidewalk.
0: So where in the world is this all happening?
1: So bike share has been really popular in China and to a lesser degree in Europe for a few years now. But it seems like this electric scooter phenomenon is mostly big in the U.S.,
2: It actually started outside of Silicon Valley in LA and and specifically in Santa Monica, um, which is where Bird is from. And they kind of operated under the radar of Silicon Valley for several months. They launched sort of September time last year, and it wasn't really until they launched in San Francisco in March that it really kind of hit the radar and this kind of frenzy of competitors and, and fundraising really kind of kicked in.
0: So give me a picture, Tim, how
2: investors
0: got so sweet on this technology. How did that happen?
2: I think a lot of investors see parallels with how Uber and Lyft took off, but they see scooters even more than the sort of bike share schemes as addressing a different kind of task a different kind of journey if you like and a lot of them see it as competing with walking which many of us may not see as a problem that particularly needs to be fixed but if you're going for a mile or two and it would take you half an hour 45 minutes to walk but it takes you 10 minutes to jump on a scooter then that's something that a lot of people find pretty convenient the vehicles themselves cost about 500 each and you have to pay people to charge them up at night and you have to pay people to fix them once you have that vehicle on the street assuming it doesn't get vandalized or stolen, it can be quite lucrative. And you can earn the money back that you spent on the scooter pretty quickly. And from that point on, it's kind of all profit.
0: So it's disrupting walking and potentially also like a little bit taxis and a little bit subways and a little bit city bikes. Is that sort of the idea?
2: Yeah. If you're trying to go two miles and you're trying to think, well, how long will it take me to hire an Uber or flag down a taxi or drive, especially at sort of rush hour, say, and there's a decent bike lane or something on the distance between where you're going and them it's quite often faster i have found to jump on a scooter than it would be to kind of hang around waiting for a ride but i think lyft and uber potentially see it as competitive with not a large portion of their journeys but certainly a meaningful number of trips that people would otherwise pay them for which is why you see them now trying to sort of pile into this market too
0: Ariane, I'm in New York where none of what Tim is describing is actually happening right now, but you're in San Francisco, which I understand is kind of ground zero for this. So what does it look like on the street to see people on these electric scooters and what are some of the regulatory issues that are already coming up?
1: So we're actually in a weird situation in San Francisco right now because last week we had what we're calling around the Wired offices a scooter rapture. The uh, city of San Francisco actually cracked out on the scooters by creating an official permitting process for them. So that means for the next month or so, we probably won't have any scooters here in San Francisco as companies work through the permit process and get official permission to come back.
0: I want to ask you guys about the recent news that this one company Bird received a 2 billion dollar valuation from its investors is kind of it's kind of a jaw dropping number Tim does that sound at all in line with reality
2: It's definitely true um, that they're looking at raising about $300 million at a $2 billion valuation. And that's what they're aiming for. Our understanding is the deal will probably close in the next couple of weeks. And the investors that we're talking to say that, you know, they're lining up around the block to get into the deal. There are two kind of theories as for why it's proving so popular. One is just the growth rates are kind of crazy. Um, But there's also a question about is this really a kind of long term phenomenon? Or is it just something that there's so much excitement about now, Uber or Lyft will actually get sort of hustled into buying one of these companies for an even bigger amount of money because they find it harder to compete. One investor that I was talking to said that Uber and Lyft in the kind of transportation tech world are a little bit like Yahoo, and sort of trying to compare Bird and Lime, which is their main rival to the sort of Facebooks of the world, the younger web 2.0 type companies that have come in with a completely different model that the Kind of legacy companies can't really compete with.
0: All right, professional opinion, both of you. Is this more than a fad?
2: I think this is real. Um, I don't know if it'll always be scooters. I think e-bikes will play a role in this as well. But I think as we've sort of seen more cities build out bike lanes and put these kind of infrastructure out there that makes people feel more comfortable getting on two-wheeled vehicles of whatever kind it is, I, I think cities will eventually sort of have to find space for these companies because the appetite from consumers to use them is so great?
1: I think it really boils down to what the cities are going to do with their regulations. I think a lot of them have a sort of uber, hangover, maybe an Uber and Lyft hangover, where they really regret the way ride-hail services were introduced to their streets. So they don't want to create this situation where you have these, uh, you know, well-funded tech people coming in with their vehicles and disrupting city life. Now, there are a lot of reasons why scooters and bikes are really different from ride-hail vehicles. But I think in some cities, it, it might just boil down to politics.
0: Ariane Marshall is a transportation reporter at Wired. And Tim Bradshaw covers technology and Silicon Valley for the Financial Times from L.A. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. I'm Ilya Meritz. This is Money Talking from WNYC.